What is driving Siebes crazy? Well, let's find out. What happens when you buy a phone in the largest storage capacity possible? Uh, so you end up spending about 400 and something dollars on a two-year contract uh, because the actual price of the device is something like $950. So that, that two-year contract, it, uh, it, you, you stretch out the payment of it over the course of the two years. All right, makes it a little bit more affordable up front. Perfect. You get the, uh, the, the extended warranty, you know, which has served you very, very well in the past uh, with multiple different devices. It's it's kind of a no-brainer for for Siebes to to get this, you know, this one company's extended warranty. They actually do honor it. Uh, But that is part of what's driving Siebes crazy. So expensive device, and it's having a problem. It's having a couple of problems, actually. Just every once in a while, you're 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 in an app. Um, maybe it's Facebook Messenger. Maybe it's Twitter. You know, maybe it's your navigation app, and you're not even actually touching the screen or doing anything uh, with it. But just all of a sudden, the app that you're using it suddenly minimizes and then another app opens up and some text just starts appearing on the screen you know as if you're typing what is going on a freaking ghost has taken over your phone oh no no that's not what happened it's okay it's just a glitch nothing to panic about no big deal however when you're driving down the road and you're not a hundred percent sure uh where you're going that would be the worst time for your gps to start acting up not only does it start acting up, but when 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 you grab the 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 phone to just turn it off because it's it's clearly not you know it's not going to require your GPS signal. You don't know what's going on. It's frustrating, and uh, you, you you just you, you resign to the fact that you're just going to have to pull over to the side of the road and try and figure out where the hell you're going. But then you grab your device and it's running really, really hot. Okay, maybe maybe it's a heat issue. Okay, uh, turn on the air conditioner. Uh, okay, no, it's not reacquiring the GPS signal. Something's wrong. And this happens over and over and over again. Both issues. You know, a GPS stops working. Apps randomly close and open up other apps and start typing stuff for you. You don't know what's going on with your device. You just know it's messed up. So you take it in uh, to the retail store for for the uh, manufacturer and you go to their super smart person bar and they take a look at your phone and you're honest with them. You know, raise your hand if you've dropped your phone in a toilet, in a pool, or in some other, uh, uh, if your phone has been submerged, it's happened to a lot of us. I've shared the story about how I flung my phone into the toilet, and I still laugh at that story. (laughs) Oh, December 2014, you were an interesting month. Uh, I digress. But you're honest. You you are honest with the super smart person that that is helping you with your device because, you know, you've heard anecdotally that that if you're just honest with them, you stand a better chance of actually having your device 
replaced and everything, they might take pity on you because they've got their ways of finding it out. You know, they will even ask you, has the device ever been submerged? And if you say no, oh, they got you in a lie. There's water sensors inside of the device. You may not know where every single one of them are. So honesty really is the best of all policies, except for the policy that that gives you like a million dollars for absolutely nothing. I mean, that's a policy I would like to have. Um, I, I just haven't ever found that policy. But once again, I, I, I have veered off topic. Uh, where was I? Right. Super smart person. So this super smart person runs a few diagnostic tests and looks at some things and says, oh, it looks like you have a, uh, you, you've been having out of memory uh, warnings. Um, so how about this? Um, the best way to deal with this is to just turn your phone off and turn it back on more often. You don't have to do the full hard reset, you know, holding both buttons down at the same time. No, just hold down the, just hold down the power button for, for a few and then, and swipe, turn it off, let it, let it rest for a few moments and turn it back on. Everything should be back to normal. Super smart person takes some notes, sends you on the way. And here you're thinking like, come on, I, I, I dropped this thing in the toilet. I was fully expecting to just pay the hundred dollars and get a new phone. You know, uh, that that's really how I expected this to go down. Uh, but no, no super smart person sends me on my way. So, I immediately start having the problem again. You know, even, you know, it, it's, it's been two weeks and even with the turning it off and turning it back on every freaking day, still have the problem. So I make another appointment at the super smart person bar. And this time I go in and once again, I find out, you know, from the last time I found out that they didn't, they couldn't detect any water damage to the device. So this time I keep my damn mouth shut about the toilet. (laughs) You betcha. Um, But this super smart person ends up going through, doing some more tests, looks at the the notes from the last time and, uh, and runs runs even more hardware tests and and does something uh it was something like a phantom touch or or uh, something like that some additional tests that the last person didn't do and they couldn't replicate the problem and 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 this super smart person was saying just because we couldn't replicate it doesn't mean it's not happening but uh the the device is passing its tests and as far as the gps issue uh, I, I can't see any problems with that. And if I can't duplicate it, I can't replace the device. So maybe, uh, let's, let's look at your settings. Okay. Uh, go, go through the background app refresh and, and try turning some of these off that might, that might, you know, any of them that you don't feel like you actually need, uh, go ahead and turn, turn that off. That, that might help with, uh, with these out of memory errors that we're seeing and, and maybe uh, in the location services over here, let's 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 check this. Okay, everything's good here. You know, do you really need this app to have it always? You know, set as always. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the only feature uh, for that one. Okay, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Here's the here's the things that you need to do. Pay attention to your location services and your background app refresh and uh, and. You know, unfortunately, until we can actually demonstrate one of the problems, we cannot replace the device. So naturally, they send me shit. 
shipping, whatever. They they send me on my way. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's only a matter of time before the damn GPS issue comes up. I mean, because seriously, how are you guys supposed to find out the GPS issue when you're testing it inside? It's not going to work inside. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait for the damn problem to occur again. I'm going to make another appointment and I'm going to go in there. I'm going to give you guys my phone and say, here, punch in an address, go for a freaking drive and watch this thing screw up on the GPS because it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm at my wits end trying to figure out, is it because I'm still connected to my home Wi-Fi or my office Wi-Fi when I'm leaving and that's somehow confusing it? Or, or is it, you know, is it that there, that there's uh, bad cell coverage and it's getting confused and then it just can't resync or is something actually crashing? I don't know. Or is it, is it uh, that, that sometimes it runs really, really hot when you're using the GPS and, and you have to turn on the air conditioner in your car just so it'll be blowing cold air on the device so that your phone's not hot to the touch. Did I mention that the home phone gets really hot to the touch when using the GPS? Oh my gosh, I've given these super smart people all of this information and I am at my wit's end. I was prepared to pay the $100 to have the device replaced but no 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 you guys are putting me through the freaking loop and apple you are driving seebs crazy i gotta get out of here Today is Tuesday, September 15th, 2015. This is Getting Dizzy, and I am Smeagol. Smeagol, get back in your cave. I've got a show to do. No, Smeagol must be with his processes. Go away and never come back. No, Smeagol, this is serious. I have a show to do. Go away and never come back. That worked on Gollum. It won't work on me. There's a present for you in your cave. Keep it secret and keep it safe. I'm sorry, folks. (sighs) Today is September 15th, 2015. This is Getting Geeky, and I am your hostess, 
Miranda Janelle. Seriously, I don't know who let him out. K- Kitty, can you make sure, just, just get the door closed and, and make sure he can't come back and interrupt my show. All right, can you? Got it? Got it? All right, thank you. Thank you very much. You have a good night with a K. <sighs> All right, Kitty's taking care of him. <sighs> Hopefully he won't make it. I, I, sometimes I just don't know how Smeagol gets out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not even actually supposed to be here today. Well, I mean, I am, but I got to be perfectly honest with you guys. There's someone, someone, hey, you know, no, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, that was a little slip. <laughs> See, when you're doing more than one voice, uh, yeah, no, never mind. Anyway, uh, there is actually somewhere else I would rather be right now. I, I would much rather be up in San Francisco, and it's not because I I don't love coming on and talking to you guys uh, and, and, and talking with you guys once I open up the panel. Uh, but you see, today being September 15th, uh, Dreamforce 2015 kicked off today. It's, a, uh, it's, it's the annual Salesforce conference. It's their big conference. Uh, if, if you are in the Bay Area, undoubtedly you are, you know, or if you spent any time inside uh, the city of San Francisco this week, you've seen the signs. Dreamforce is all over the place. Uh, <laughs> especially, you know, the closer you are to the Moscone Center, the, the more Dreamforce stuff you're going to be seeing. It's a major, major conference. And Salesforce is the platform uh, that uh, myself and my company build on top of. This is my livelihood. And I have no idea why I'm not there right now. I don't know why my boss didn't want to take us this year, but he just decided that, that nope, we're 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 not going to do the team trip. I don't know what's going on. Frankly, I'm at this point I'm really starting to get really butthurt about it because everyone that's there they're having a great time. They're learning. There's there's uh just just the keynotes um, I, I got to watch some of them live streaming today. Well, not really watch, but I had them on in the background while I was doing my work. And it's just people are up there. They're having the time of their life. They're 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 networking. You know, this is actually a very very fun conference. The first time I went to it was uh, in 2010, and it was at the most you know inopportune time uh, for me to be going to this. To this conference, I was a complete and total emotional wreck at that time. Uh, but yeah, I still had a good time, and I bonded with my coworkers. And I think that is the most important part of of uh, going to Dreamforce is it's that opportunity um, to spend time with your team. Uh, as long as you're not in a company based in San Francisco, you know to spend time with your team in a different city uh, at a conference surrounded by people who all do the same thing that you do and everyone's sharing and learning and it's a blast. And did I mention that there's always a rockin' concert every year? You know, I've talked about uh, seeing Stevie Wonder, seeing Metallica, seeing the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hell, last year, or was that 2013? No, it was 2013. Um, uh, with the the Dreamforce 2013 it rained like crazy 
uh, at the Dreamforce Gala, and uh, and Blondie was playing uh, the first set, and then Green Day came out, and the speaker system just exploded gone uh <laughs> everything shorted out and instead of just going off and, and saying, oh, okay that's it no the band went back they got their acoustic guitars you know billy joel armstrong out there with his acoustic guitar all of us are you know we're in pouring rain it's freaking cold as hell we're all getting sick and none of us care because he's out there with his guitar you know singing as loud as he possibly can so that other people you know it was just it was it was an event. It was an absolute. <laughs> That's right. Steve, I may have seen Stevie Wonder, but Stevie Wonder did not see me. Yes. Uh, but the, the, the Green Day, Green Day, acoustic Green Day in, in the rain, I, I get flooded with emotion when I think about this. It's, it's still even hard to, to process it uh, two years later. And then last year we had Cake and uh, Bruno, you know, the band, not the dessert. I mean, I'm sure there was the dessert somewhere in the city, but no. Uh, the band Cake and Bruno Mars. Um, and I got to tell you, Bruno Mars puts on one hell of a show. And this year at the gala, the Foo Fighters are playing. Come on, I love the freaking Foo Fighters. Oh my God, I want to be there so badly, but... I didn't get to go this year and I'm going to give my boss hell because, well, frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him hell just because I want to be there. Damn it. It's, you know, sure. I can go back and watch all the videos later and, and, you know, they record all of the sessions and they inevitably end up publishing them, but it's not the same going back and watching uh, a, a YouTube video of a session. You don't get that one-on-one interaction with other professionals. Uh, it, it's just not the same. I really don't understand why we didn't go as a team, especially after we just, after, uh, yeah, after we just had someone leave the team, now is the time, the absolute, you know, we really should be doing everything that we can to 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 make this team as tight-knit as possible. I mean, we, we already are pretty tight-knit, but when, when someone leaves, it's, it's tough. It's, you know, there there's an adjustment period, and, and I think it would do our company uh, a lot of good if, if, we had all actually gone up to Dreamforce. So that's that's my piece. Um I I I really don't know what else to say about it because I feel like if I sit here and and talk about how bummed I am that I'm not there, it just makes it seem like I don't care about the show tonight. And you know, of of course I do. Of course I do. But it could have been something that I could, you know, I could, I could have pre-recorded and still had something for you, uh, and and gone to the conference. It's you know, it it it, it could have walked out for all parties involved, and you know, oh my gosh, just some of the things that they announced today. Like uh, I'm really excited about the Salesforce IQ uh, product uh, that they're rolling out. It came from 
an acquisition of another company, but it's going to make it so much easier for people to actually enter their data and get contextual uh, um uh, con- contextual uh, data out of like their email and uh, um, various uh, calendaring systems. Uh, just bring it all into to Salesforce and relate it all back to the customer because that's that's really what Salesforce is all about: is connecting companies with their customers. They've built a fantastic platform uh, to build on top of. And yes, we do a lot of uh, analytics and and there's just so many things that are possible on this platform. It's a really exciting time uh, to to be working on uh, uh, working and extending Salesforce. You know, I, I do get nervous at times because Every time they roll out a new feature, it seems like I just watch more and more and more of uh, my responsibilities get get uh, well made easier for other you know non developers uh, to to implement. And while that is a net positive as a whole, it's extremely nerve wracking for me because I'm looking at this going like, okay, what am I being paid for at this point? It just means I've got to turn around and step up my game. And sometimes it's really hard and frankly, a little bit scary when, when significant chunks of your responsibilities are, are made easier under certain conditions. Now, thankfully it's just under certain conditions, um, and, and I've, I've managed to, to, I, I've managed to develop techniques and, uh, and, and also follow industry best practices, um, that, that keep me in demand as an advanced developer, but it can be extremely nerve wracking. And, and, and frankly, it's something I have been dealing with a lot lately. Uh, my, anxiety levels have you know they've been absolutely through the roof there's there's been too many things coming at me all at once and i it's i'm having trouble processing it all uh that's that's really one of the reasons why i've reduced down to to one night per week there's just there there's there's too much and and uh Oh, I'm not going to go go on about this uh, anymore. Um, any 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 of the regular regular listeners, you know, you've heard it all before. You'll probably hear it all again. <laughs> oh, let's see what else do I have here? Um, so my normal start of the show format. I have no idea how I'm going to end up handling that. Uh, with this new format, because you know what I'm looking at? I am looking at uh, multiple pages of uh, notes on things that happened this week. And I could sit here and I could I could do a uh, today in history, some observances and birthdays for each day of the week. And do you know how long that's actually going uh, to take me to get through it? Neither do I. And I don't want to find out. Uh, I've got way too much data in, in my, in my notes. Like, um, 
on on Sunday. Did you know that uh, Super Mario Brothers was released for the first time in 1985? You know, happy 30th birthday, Super Mario Brothers. You know, and it was also the International Day of the Programmer, so I like that one. Um, and I could sit here and and run through all of the birthdays that are coming up this week. Because I just, I started thinking if it's, you know, if I'm only doing the show once a week, you know, it, I could continue to do the this day in and leave it limited to Tuesdays. But then I'm basically doing the exact same thing that I was doing before, but it's only one night a week. And one of the things that I wanted to do with uh, moving to the one night a week is is improve the show in in some tangible way. I think by focusing only on one night a week, I can do uh, something that is better than the sum of both shows, and and hopefully that will pay off. Um, but my first idea was okay, so let's let's uh, trim down um, the number of events. Uh, of the day and the number of birthdays and just go with some of your favorites, but let's try and do it for every day of the week. You know, let's make it more of a, a, a weekend, a, a, a week in. Um, but there's just so many things that have happened. And, and looking at this, like I said, I've got three pages of notes spanning this week. It's going to take me a long time to go through all of that night. And, and then, uh, you know, how long is it going to take me to actually write something special for each one of these, you know, and, well, that's going to take forever. I'm not going to be able to come up with with uh, little things to say about each and every single one of these people, you know, unless I'm doing it on the spot. And I'm I'm not an improv person. I, I just I I try my best, you know, but it I I don't particularly feel like it's one of my strong suits. So so I would have to spend you know oh oh so much time. Uh, <laughs> uh, writing all of this out and then, or, or I could just go through and, and read it. No, that takes all of the creative effort out of it. That's, that's not what I'm going through. And so I started thinking, okay, well, if I'm just going to read it, you know, maybe I can do some kind of, you know, like pretend like I'm some kind of pompous news reporter. And on Sunday, September 13th, Super Mario Brothers was celebrating its 30th birthday of its release in Japan in 1985. It was released in uh, North America and Europe almost two, or just under two years later uh, in 1987 and in Australia later in 1987. And for your weather report, we turn to that fracking cat. Take it away, kitty. No. No, no, no. Uh, that's just not fun. And so I start. Well, okay. What if I read it in a goofy voice? And that's actually kind of how I stumbled onto to Smeagol. Smeagol was a total accident. I had no idea I could do that. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm enjoying it because it's precious. Says. Um, <laughs> A little hard to do it uh, while you're sweat, uh, <laughs> mid-speech, but, you know, hey, I, I've been having, uh, seriously, folks, I've been walking around, the like, last night and uh, this morning, and even after I got home from work, I've, been, I've just been walking around talking like Gollum, practicing that, because I knew I wanted to do it at the top of the show. <laughs> but so... I've been trying to come up with something that, that has a, a creative edge on... Um, or a creative edge. 
hmm, that sounds like some kind of like knife that you just uh, automatically like the one episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation uh, where where they take the, take the kids to the planet. Um, they they like forcibly remove the kids from from uh, the Enterprise, and the one kid gets the artist wand, and it just carves out anything uh, that he he wants. That that's a creative edge. There we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know. Anywho, so I don't know what I'm gonna do at the top of the show. Um, it just so happened. Uh, that I had a driving seeps crazy tonight, so I thought I'd go with that. Um, but hey, and speaking of driving, well, no, I'll come back to driving. Anyway, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to continue the this day in. Um, maybe uh, maybe it's just going to take even more practice to to narrow it down because I mean, oh my gosh, just birthdays this week. I mean, we've we've got Ben Savage, Gene Smart, Don Bluth, Fiona Apple, Sam Neill, Melissa Leo, Caleb Keith Rennie, Walter Koenig, uh, Tom Hardy. Happy birthday, Tom Hardy! Um, in fact, actually, the, these next few um, are all today. So, uh, Tom Hardy. Tommy Lee Jones, Josh Charles, and Oliver Stone all have birthdays today. Uh, and then tomorrow we've got Alexis Bledel, Mickey Rourke, Amy Poehler, Madeline Zima. Um, really love Madeline Zima. Uh, there's something really, really odd about the first season of Californication when you realize that the uh, the young woman that is sleeping with uh, Hank Moody um, – or uh, David Duchovny, uh, <laughs> the young woman that, that is sleeping with him and then punches him in the face uh, as, as soon as they're done and goes on to, to write the book Fucking and Punching uh, <laughs> or taking credit for writing Fucking and Punching. Uh, it, it's it's really weird when you realize that, that the young woman who plays, uh, who plays her was the little girl in The Nanny just weird anyway uh you know I, I was talking about all the birthdays and and see i can keep going and going and going and going and going um but i just don't feel like you know the top of the show but that was supposed to be my creative outlet so i i i need to figure out something else and maybe i just need to trim the list down because i'm only halfway through the birthdays at that point there are so so many more and let's not even talk about uh all of the different uh events uh, that happen during the week or all the different days that have a dessert associated with them that you should use a hashtag to celebrate <laughs> you know um there were some fun ones this week uh on that one but Anyway, my point is, I don't know what I'm going to do with the top of the show, um, but at this point, I've got another week to uh, figure that out, and hopefully I'll have it figured out by next Tuesday. All right? Now, uh, I mentioned driving. Today, for the first time, I pulled my car out of the garage and drove to work, and then at the end of the day, drove back home. And today was the first time I could say I truly own my car last night at about 1 a.m my final payment on the car debited from my account i now fully own my car and i couldn't be happier about that i really couldn't i was so excited last night and then i started thinking like but 
I have to work in the morning. I need to go to bed. But my car's paid off. <laughs> it's one less worry. I actually fully outright own it now. Well, no, I need to get the title from the, you know, from, uh, fr- from my bank. You know, hopefully they'll, uh, they'll be uh, sending that. Uh, they'll be sending that over to me soon. I hope <laughs> I got a tweet from DC Cantel saying, I think at getting geeky, MJ is crushing on Tom Hardy. How could you not crush on Tom Hardy? Uh, you know, he was Bane. He was Mad Max. He's been in inception. Um, and I am forgetting another one of his big ones at the moment. It's not the warrior. It's, it's something. Oh my gosh. Oh, Star Trek nemesis. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. How can you not crush on, on, on Tom Hardy? You know, at, at least a little bit. Um, by the way, speaking of Tom Hardy, I have to applaud him. I saw a uh uh Q&A. I I forget what the what the question or why it even led up to it or what what event they were actually at, but some reporter asked him about uh uh, about celebrities talking about their sexuality and if he finds it hard for celebrities to talk about their sexuality and and they had a little bit of of an exchange and he's just like i i really i don't think it's hard for celebrities to talk about their sexuality are are you asking me about my sexuality and 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 the person you know the the person asking the question is well, um yeah i guess and he's like why just a perfect answer who the frack cares he's tom freaking hardy anywho i thought i i thought that was great so good on you tom hardy Alrighty, i am uh going to go ahead and open up the uh skype lines because uh this next part of the show i uh i can i can keep talking to myself you know i i can let smeagol out of the cage it's uh you know that would that that would be an odd one. I I honestly don't even know where that one would go. But the uh, the Skype lines are open now, so if you'd like to join tonight's citizen panel, you can do so by calling Gabnet Live on Skype. Uh, or if uh, if you prefer one of the other ways of interacting with the show, you can send a tweet to at Getting Geeky MJ, or you can send a message to the Getting Geeky Facebook page. Let's see if we got any. Uh, any messages over there on the Getting Geeky page? Nope. <laughs> Alrighty. I've been joined by Mark Thorner. How you doing, Mark? Hey. Uh, oh, the frustration of what you talked about before the show. The smart people bar. Yeah. Um, again, something has to be done about their protocols of uh, diagnostics. Yeah, I I don't under like how are you supposed to diagnose the problem? I've complained about twice uh, with the GPS. If you're not going to actually take the device out and actually physically test the GPS, it's not going to work indoors unless you've got um, like a. a, a something that sends down this you know the signal and does local interference and oh wait you're gonna get in trouble with the fcc if you do that (laughs) you know it's just mind-boggling that 
you know, you guys need to take this device outside. And I've tried to explain it to them. You know, this actually happens when I'm walking as well. It doesn't matter if it's just, you know, if I'm driving, uh, if I'm on my bike, I'm walking. It doesn't matter the mode of uh, transportation. <laughs> it, really, it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, this problem keeps happening to me. It's clearly malfunctioning. And, you know, they're, they're telling me, oh, reset this, do this, try this. And I'm like, no, 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 guys, I've already fully wiped the device. I'm like, oh, well, you need to do it again. And, and instead of restoring from a backup, I'm like, no, I said I did a clean install, not from a backup. Oh, and like, there's this moment where they realize that you know what you're talking about. And they still yeah, try and yes. give you. It's like, do you have to bring your accreditations with you for how <laughs> smart, you know, it just boggles the mind. And being that I know both sides of the story there, I, I always said, you know, there's got to be something else that can be done. Because hey, Al, I'm getting some uh, background noise on you. Um, yeah, sorry, Mark, you were saying? Yeah, they, they got to do something more with the diagnostic tools that uh, Apple has, which are actually quite good on, on certain things. But when, you know, I got to the point where if 10 people came to me with the same problem, well, then there's a pattern, you know, uh, like during the whole antenna gate thing, there was a problem. Mm-hmm. Antenna gate. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's what it was called in, in the press. They actually did. Uh, yeah. I, I remember yeah, it. You know, there was no problem. It's like, no, because it's, you know, I try to, you know, when I explain it to my manager, you know, I said, did you ever have a television with rabbit ears? Yeah. What happens when you held that antenna? Well, you're kind of getting the same thing here. Mm-hmm. And then they, then they got it. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, crap. You know, the bumper was a fat, was a good fast fix, but it was like, okay, guys, long term, you better come up with something better here. <sighs> Agreed. Agreed. So... I'm just I'm, I'm waiting for the issue to occur two more times. I will make another appointment, and uh, I'm going to be less understanding because it will be my third time going in for it. And I'm just gonna say, guys, I paid the hundred and twenty nine fucking dollars for the Apple Care Plus or whatever it cost. I can't remember, um, but I paid the extra money. This is my third time in here. Find a way to fix my phone or replace it. Seriously. I, I've been nothing but upfront go. and patient with you. Yeah. Mm. And, and other, uh, other than those, you know, uh, uh, the thing that frustrates me the most is sometimes the damn GPS works. So there's an intermittent front. Yeah. You got an issue. Yeah. And, and the guy's like, well, if it was an actual hardware failure, it would never work. Bullshit. It could, it could be a combination of the software yes. that's running, um, uh, location services crashing. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a bunch of different things that that it could actually be. You know, it could it could be running out of memory while it's you know in another app while it's trying to initiate uh, uh, location services and it and it comes back you know unsynchronized. Or what happens when a cell site uh, uh, goes down? It's suddenly not getting uh, the the um, uh, 
the geocoded data from from the cell site and and you're driving down uh the the 73 cutting through the hills okay if you don't get a signal right there it, the, of course the phone's going to get confused but when you do have signal again it should reacquire um uh, the telemetry again but okay, okay. no no is the gps here here's an interesting so you have your radios on one chip mm-hmm. and Bluetooth. And I always wondered, is where is the GPS on one of those chips or is it a separate chip from the radios? Because I believe, uh, I believe all of the radios are on one chip at this point. Uh, I don't think it was initially, but I believe they all are now. It's... And the overheating has me wondering too. Well, you know, that, that's another thing because yeah, I know when they say electronics run hot, I know about hot electron, you know, running hot. Yeah, and I know I know when mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where it could be causing you know, but oh, but it hasn't thrown any thermal warnings. So I was like, okay, but if you have a temperature sensitive device, do you really? expect it you know if it's having a thermal problem and and maybe that thermal problem is occurring with uh the right mechanism perhaps you know uh, i'm just it's hard to trust everything on the device itself so i think what mm-hmm. i need to do is uh set my you know the next time that we're going to go up over 100 degrees uh, just leave my phone in my car for like an hour and let it get nice and toasty and just and then like walk in while it's still steaming hot and just say, look, it's overheating. <laughs> you know, I was like, OK, so I co- coerce that one a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit, but like I'm at my wit's end. I don't know what the frick to do. I, I just I want my damn GPS to work. <laughs> right. I paid for this fucking device. Hi. <clears throat> Alrighty. All right. So we have been joined by Diana Weeks, Al, and <laughs> and Sir Hard Up for Sex. <laughs> That's got to be Patrick. <laughs> Why do you say that? That's kind of rude. Because he always comes up with these creative names like that in that genre. I I I don't know. Can I I I can imagine that hurting his feeling. How you, how you feeling there, little buddy? I'm going to go in a corner and cry now. Oh. Diana. Mean Diana. And no, I was just, just showing my love and, and respect for his wonderful humor. <laughs> it always, always makes me smile. <sighs> All right. So I know, Patrick, you're going to be a little curmudgeon on this one. And I would expect absolutely nothing less of you. But, guys... We really got to talk about this Jungle Book uh, uh, trailer. Oh. Yeah. Has has anyone not seen it yet? I will. Uh, I, so everyone has seen it? Yeah, I have seen it. I saw your tweet and went right to it. And like, wow. Okay. Al, <laughs> I know you've seen it because we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Uh I hope Al's still with us. Um, oh yeah, I'm I'm here. Am I coming in clear? Oh yeah, oh yeah, nice and deep. Awesome. <laughs> All right, and Mark, you've seen the trailer, right? Yeah. Okay, so I am going to take a moment um, and 
go ahead and play it because there's a large audio component of this. Mm. Any moment now. Are you alone out here? What are you doing so deep in the jungle? Don't you know what you are? I know what you are. I know where you came from. Poor, sweet little cub. I'll keep you close. Let go of your fear now. And trust. There we go. Um, coming soon. So this uh, this was this just dropped today. Uh, it is the first trailer for the Jungle Book. I believe it's actually coming out in 2016. Um, and based on this trailer, it looks like at, at, at least significant portions of the film are probably already finished. Um, I haven't been paying that much attention uh, to this movie. Uh, I remember hearing about it, but it's it's not one that immediately jumped to the top of my... Well, let's face it, it's being put up by Disney. I'm probably going to see it anyway. You know, I am the <laughs> self-proclaimed Disney dork. Uh, <laughs> Understandable. One of uh, the, the scene, or at least for the audio listeners, when you heard the, you know, it was the doof, doof. Do you know, like it, it, they were listing the actors that are going to be in this, yeah. and it came up with Bill Murray, Ben Kingsley, Idris Elba, Lupita Nyongo, Scarlett Johansson, and Christopher Walken. So, <laughs> How could you not see it then? <laughs> I want to play a game with you guys. Ooh. Let's talk about who we think is going to be in what role in this movie. Yeah. And, and, and who who our uh, uh who, who we think would be fit for each role. So how about we'll just take it in the order in which the film listed them. Actually, no. Let's start with Scarlett Johansson because we heard her voice in the trailer. Does anyone have a thought on who Scarlett Johansson might be playing. She she's got to be Ka. I mean, her her lines snake, match right? up with the movement of Ka's lips. 
Yeah. See, my first thought was that she was actually going to be, you know, when on my on my first viewing, I was thinking that she was going to be Bagheera. And now, which one's? I'm, I'm not really up on all the names. Which one is Bagheera? Bagheera is the panther. Oh, okay. That'd be an interesting change. Oh. I see. I, she had that little, like the the kind of you know protective nature, and there, and it just made me think. Bagheera and I missed the um the little hiss in her voice uh the first time around but then yeah, I heard that. Yeah. but well there there was one moment a couple seconds in where there was just a slight hiss in her voice and I completely missed that but then uh later in the trailer mm-hmm. uh you do see Ka and and you hear a, a little more of the uh well Harry Potter fans would call it parcel tongue uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you you do you do hear a little uh you know a bit more of that and the movements actually do match up with with Ka. So Yeah, that's so. I, my first thought too. Okay. Mark, would you concur? Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, that's not Sterling Halloway, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, okay, this is different. You know, listen, yeah. you know, I was like like I said, I I agree. That's I'm like, wow. Unless no, it is. Okay, I'm not gonna read any more into it, but it's perfect. Call me a grumpy bitch, but was I the only guy who was just a little bit bugged by the fact sh- that she called uh Mowgli Cub and not Man Cub? Hmm. I didn't even um, notice that. I don't remember Ka. I don't remember if that was terminology that that Ka yes. used. It was. It has been a few years, but I yes. think only Bagheera and Baloo really called him Mowgli. Everyone else called him Man Cub. No. no. Yeah, I remember Sterling. I remember that he did hmm. refer to Mowgli as a Man Cub. Well, but that also did sound like it was the first uh, uh, introduction. You know, that was the first time yeah. that Mowgli and Cock, you know, came in contact and and may have just been referring to him in that moment as Cub. I don't know. It's yeah. good. It's, uh, it could just be a snippet of the conversation taken out of context. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, it, it, it is a good point. I'm really happy that John Favreau is is behind this. I, I got a little skin in the game because mm. I never really connected with the Disney princesses, and there's so few Disney boys that you can <laughs> identify with and latch on to. That's why I turned to Bugs Bunny very early on. He's my dude. <laughs> uh, Bugs Bunny's a, a personal favorite as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just his hijinks always made me. Made me laugh hysterically. All right. So it sounds like uh, we've got, you know, well, Patrick, you haven't weighed in, but you don't care about reboots at all. Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to bring you into this one, but but feel free to comment if you'd like. Yeah, I'll just, uh, let's put it this way. I'll be a silent observer or I'll be like dad in the next room when the kids are all watching television and I'm just <laughs> keeping an ear out to make sure there's no fighting. So, Ooh. Ooh. Okay. 
All right. Um, how how about if if we get into an argument about who should play what role, um, we give you the deciding vote. Excellent. All right. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like we've got a consensus that Scarlett Johansson is indeed Ka. Yes. Okay. Uh, how about we go with Bill Murray next? Blue. Oh, blue for sure. Easily blue. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a shoe in uh, Absolutely no doubt in my mind. In fact, I would be highly disappointed if he voiced anyone but <laughs> Baloo. Exactly. Well, I mean, he voiced Garfield, and that was extremely disappointing. Well, that was the movie. <laughs> Not his fault so much. Um, thank you for catching me off guard. <laughs> well done. When, when a movie sucks, it doesn't really matter who voices what. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Patrick, I kind of want to engage you for a second. I mean, uh, I think the idea, well, it's clear the idea of the reboot really isn't going away. Um, is there anything I could do to lessen the sourness in your mouth for not all reboots? I understand not all of them are perfect or none of them are truly necessary movies themselves aren't necessarily necessary but i'm getting off topic here um what what are the elements of a good simple story that are transmutable to any movie that you really latch onto well i i i'm a huge disney freak um as it is but you know, so you can take any of the formulas from any of the Disney movies, and they're fine with me. The the issue that I have is the Jungle Book itself was made; it was made well, and there's no need to make it live action. It, that that's what the stage is for. That I mean, when I saw Lion King as a stage production. It was not a reboot of or a redo of the animated uh, feature. You know, it was a different animal altogether, and I enjoyed that. Um, if the Jungle Book were going at a stage, uh, I we wouldn't be having this conversation, and I would be right on board with with all of you. But it's going in a theater, and it just. Uh, I don't like, as a rule, if it's a reboot, automatically I write it off. So there's really nothing to lessen that sour taste in my mouth. Because to me, if it's a reboot, everybody's run out of ideas. And if you have a staff that can't come up with original ideas, then they need to be cut loose. And that's that my bottom line. So, But isn't there yeah. something to be said when you're taking a, a classic story and trying to tell it in a new way. I mean, it's not like there's ever been a live-action Jungle Book before 1996. There was the Jason Scott all over the world ripping off Disney for years and years. We can't really uh, play that game. And Uh, we can't talk about it as being ripping off Disney because it comes from the Rudyard Kipling book. Who's yeah. read the book? Mm. I've read portions of the book. So it's when I was a kid. To this discussion in the Disney is kind of the the hill 
upon which we we stand and die today. And even even the even the the live action one from the nineties, I think it was the nineties. It may have been early two thousands, but I want to say it was. Oh my God! I keep saying ninety six, but I want to say ninety seven for some reason. I don't know. That's I that's I not remember that. It was with Jason Scott Lee, um, and uh, mm. uh, Carrie Ellis was in it. Sam Neill, and and I just found out today Lena Headey huh. was in it. I, I I had no idea that that or Headey Headley Lena Headley, yeah. Um, she you might know her better as um, uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones. That's oh, uh, you know, okay. how a lot of people know her now. Um, or from uh, oh gosh, what was her character in the Three Hundred? And then she also played uh, Sarah Connor in the Terminator. She was Sarah Queen Connor. Gorgo in Three Hundred. Thank you, Queen Gorgo in Three Hundred. And then she was also oh, Sarah you. Connor in Terminator: Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um, oh. as, as well as many, many other things, but those are some of her, her popular works. So now, um, D- Disney didn't do the, uh, that nine nineties version, did they? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they oh, did. They did. Oh, and there was a, there was a really that. funny scene in there. Oh, that's weird. There was a really funny scene in there. Um, th- this is one of the ones that always, uh, s- stayed with me. Uh, John Cleese was making an attempt to educate Mowgli. Um, cause it was Mowgli when he'd grown up a little bit and, mm. and, you know, he had already gone into the town. Um, uh, but in, in, in the education scene, it, it showed, uh, a man and two women and John Cleese was just pointing out he's like, one man, two women, lucky man. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it was just, but you know, one, one of those silly things that always, uh, always stuck with me in that. And it was the first time that I saw um, Carrie Ellis playing uh, a character that uh, I despised and mm. found out he's good at playing the villain, which I don't like because I want every single role that he ever does to be Wesley or Robin yes. Hood. Uh, <laughs> As you wish. <sighs> All righty. Um, so, all right, do we have a consensus on Bill Murray as Baloo? Yes. Yeah. I believe right. so, yeah. All right, let's make it a little bit more uh, interesting. Let's go with Ben Kingsley. Oh, boy. I had a tough one with this one. Yeah. I think he's Gandhi, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, he was. That's right, right, right. Yes, he was. Um, also, set in India. How how very appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking he could be Father Wolf. He oh. could also be Bagheera. Yeah, Bagheera or Shere Khan. No, no, I don't think he's Shere Khan. No, I yeah. I I, th- I think there's a definitive. Uh, Shere Khan in this list, but oh, yeah, oh, gosh, maybe I should have done my homework on this one because I can't. I think of all the characters. Yeah, Mark, so I hadn't even thought about the, uh, Father Wolf. That's, that's yeah, we didn't see any of that in the trailer. Well, I, we only have. <laughs> sorry. sorry, sorry. I just saw a personal message. <laughs> It's wrong for me to nitpick a trailer like this. I, I, I well, should freely 
document that. Yeah, and and they don't they they could be listing um who who uh is in it without actually having them appear in the trailer. I don't I don't really know what uh why they would have to show it and still I guess what I'm saying is uh, whether or not they actually showed um, the character that he would play in the trailer would be more or less irrelevant because it's it's only what a 90 second shot of the entire movie. Yeah. Um. I like that though, Mark. The the father wolf. I was also thinking maybe um, maybe the elephants. You know, um, you know, playing a, a wiser authority type. Roll. That'd, be, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. But, you, you know, Sir Ben, you know, is from, you know, and I'm thinking, wow. You know. Maybe he's the racist crows. <laughs> Wasn't that in Dumbo? Nope. Well, yes, in Dumbo, but they, they, they showed up. Or, what, or were they buzzards? The Blackbirds. Towards the end of the movie, before Mowgli ran into Shere Khan, they were definitely there. Um, it's a fight story. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to go into like Ricky Tiki Tavi stuff. So, you know, now that would be a movie. <laughs> uh, Chuck Jones did it as a special in the '60s. Oh, I watched that oh, in school. Oh my god, yeah that that was one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> that was one of my favorite stories, right. and and that was one of the uh, one of the stories that I read uh, multiple times. I, I completely latched onto that. I, I I fell in love with the mongoose. Man, he fucked them cobras up gangster style. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um. Does anyone have any other theories on on who uh, Ben Kingsley could play? Nah, it doesn't. I, I think the consensus is set. I don't think we have a consensus. Yeah, I, I'm thinking Bagheera is possible, but there's someone I like better for Bagheera, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark, I think that you'll think my pick for Bagheera. It's going to be an interesting one. But, uh, all right, let's get one of the ones that I personally think is obvious out of the way. Let's go with Idris Elba. Shere Khan. Yeah, Shere Khan for sure. See, that can go either way. It can go Bankira or Shere Khan. I was thinking the exact same thing, but... You know, that's what's so great about this. It's like, wow, you know. Um, hmm. But... That, that, that's why I'm thinking, damn, this is going to be an interesting movie to... Uh, figure out out of, out of everyone on the list um ben kingsley could pull off Shere khan no problem idris elba i think he would just knock it completely out of the park i i, I think oh, yeah. he is the best suited among this list that sultry voice <laughs> um but it would also be really interesting if lupita nyong'o ended up playing Shere khan hey Hmm. However, it did look to be a um, male tiger from yeah. the clip that we saw. So I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, but uh, it could be really interesting if Christopher Walken did Shere Khan. 
Wow, that would be then. There goes my idea for. Well, I figure he's going to be Louis. I, I think he's he's got to be King Louis, and, and yeah. I just I've 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 got this this image in my head of uh, Christopher Walken doing doing the uh, uh, walk like you you song, you know. And he's like, so uh, you want to be a man, man cub? Stroll r- right into town, but you're doing it. You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> ooh, oh, that's ooh. gonna be great. That's. I wanna be, be like you. <laughs> and then he just busts out in the dance, and you know, and it's a full-on Christopher Walken dancing motion capture. And then he tears the shit up, King Kong style. Well, okay. Uh, King Louis is flipping huge in this one. You know, based on based on the 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 trailer. Yeah, it's. Uh, hmm. No, I've never he, seen him in the trailer. He, the giant orangutan. Oh, oh, huge! Like literally huge. Okay. He, oh yeah, yeah. He okay. was very, oh, yeah. very uh, massive. Massive, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. <laughs> uh, and I agree with uh, I agree with uh, uh, Jim. Uh, nobody is Louis Prima. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, hmm. All right. So, so since we we wandered over to uh, Christopher Walken, um, eh, any uh, other than King Louis, anyone have any uh, any other uh, dissenting opinions on that one? No. Mm-mm. All right. So let's. Uh, did we come to a c- consensus on Idris Elba? don't know i uh, sure i i think sure Khan. i think mark was kind of amb- uh, up in the air well idris elba w- would make a fantastic bagheera as well as sure Khan. yeah sure Khan. but i i think out of all the people on on the list yeah. he would be best as sheer Khan. yeah so yeah he's that, definitely multi-talented but that would be yeah his so, all right, the way to go. we're a little unsure on Ben Kingsley, um, and uh, the only one, the only one left on on our list is Lupita Nyong'o. I don't any know ideas that mm-hmm. because i I have an idea about who she w- would be playing, and uh, I think it would be a, a an interesting change for this character. Uh, but I think she'd do really, really well in this role, and that is as Bagheera. Ah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I would like to see that. I think I I I think she could. Uh, is it a female? Yeah. Yeah, there there. I I always, I've I've always felt like Bagheera was was one of the main protectors. And, oh yeah, and definitely. But in that way, Bagheera, I'm not saying Bagheera is actually bland, but um, there's a certain dullness to the character that I think we've stumbled upon in the fact that we have some very vibrant and colorful personalities that we can nail down. But Bagheera being so stoic is very easy to, to kind of play and to kind of fit into any role. So we can't assign someone to that role very easily 
he, I disagree. I think there's. I think there. There. You, you can do Bagheera in a very nuanced way, and I. I believe Lupita Nyong'o uh, uh, would would be able to uh, to to deliver an appropriate performance. Oh, absolutely. I'm not diminishing anyone in, in any part here. They're, they're all going to bring a, a decent color to whatever role they play as actors and actresses do. Okay. Um, the only other, uh, as far as Lupita Nyong'o goes, um, the only other character I maybe later in the movie, uh, as a love interest or possibly as a, like a, a narrator, maybe someone reflecting on Mowgli's life or I don't know. It's, uh, this is where I start getting a little fuzzy on, on the story. Um, but my, my, my personal favorite for her would be Bagheera. Maybe she's not one of the animals. Maybe she's actually playing like Mowgli's mother. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, she could do that. She could do any of those, I think. <laughs> all right. Which just shows her range and her talent. Indeed. Mark, do you got any uh, theories before we move on? Nope. No. Said, all right. Comes out. So it seems to me like we came to consensus on Scarlett Johansson, Bill Murray, Idris Elba and Christopher Walken, Ben Kingsley and Lupita Nyong'o, um, both great candidates for Bagheera, but it's up in the air as to who they may play. Yeah. Save for a cursory IMDb search, which would destroy the fabric of what we're doing. See, and that's, that's <laughs> one thing I very purposely have avoided doing an IMDb search on this. And, <clears throat> So I guess now would be the time to actually find out. Uh, hopefully they've actually posted who's playing who. Yes, they did. I cheated. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't want. I didn't say anything. But now that you mention it, yeah. Oh my gosh! I forgot about a cute. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Scarlett Johansson is Ka. Idris Elba, Shere Khan, Bill Murray, Baloo, Ben Kingsley, Bagheera, Christopher Walken, King Louie. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. Good. Giancarlo Esposito as Aquila. Nice. Nice. And then Lupita Nyong'o as Raksha. I don't remember who Raksha is. Aquila That's was the I'm father wolf, out. right? I think. Oh, okay. Aquila's mother wolf. There we go. Okay. Oh wait, no, no, no. Rashka is mother wolf. Akila's father wolf. Rashka. Oh, I'm spelling it wrong. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's. Uh, <laughs> I very purposely uh, did not look at IMDb all day uh, because of that, and <laughs> uh, and because of that, I didn't know when it was going to be released. But it will be released on April fifteenth, twenty sixteen. There we go. Yeah, so they're at the end of the trailer, I think. Alrighty. Okay. Um, you know, 
it's been a week since the Apple event. I was I I was considered diving into that, but it's it it's been done everywhere. Um even here on 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 Gabnet, um Alex shit all over oh. it the day that of course. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what he do. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what he, what he does. does. <laughs> yeah. I I personally disagree with him. Um and and he's completely and totally wrong about the Apple TV. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great that Roku's had all of this. Hasn't helped their adoption numbers. Uh, Apple has hmm. a rabid fan base, a member of which I am, and uh, I've got I've got a Roku. It's a fine device. I like the interface on Apple TV better. And I like how it plays well with. Uh, with the rest of my devices, it's sadly the, the, mm-hmm. this this is the Apple lock-in right here. This is what scares me. I'm not even thinking about this device. I know I want it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, the, what I, is I love you're talking? the Apple TV. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. The the universal search, and frankly, the the uh, you know universal search is cool. You know, it's like I, I want to watch Breaking Bad. Okay doesn't matter what what the the provider is just show me breaking bad i don't have to know if it's currently on netflix or on on hulu or uh the amc app i don't care where it's available i just want to watch season four episode three universal search takes care of that i love that feature Oh, but it the just feature, goes right to it. Oh. The, the, the feature of the Apple TV, the, the one that they announced, that I love the most is, what did she say? And then it goes back 15 seconds and turns on the captions. Oh, that's awesome. That is a killer feature. Yeah. And now that, yes. now that, now that they're, they're opening it up so that uh, right. developers can uh, write uh, apps for it, and uh, they're they're just it's gonna have the apple you know <laughs> it's got the engine behind it and you you can you can poo on it all all you want but there's an extremely large user base and uh i i think this is i i think the apple tv has finally grown up um, that's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> I've been just like, oh, let them, let them get this little tweaked up a little before. But I think that might be my next Apple gadget too. Oh, this, this, this keynote last week, you know, it, one, it was long, but it was the only fall keynote that we're going to get. Normally they do a, a, a phone event in September and then an iPad event in October, but we got it all in one shot this time and I'm looking at that going that iPad Pro I want to play with that so badly I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm working off of a, off an iPad 2 but I'm looking at that iPad Pro the size of it and with the smart cover yeah, and, and just knowing um you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, I do a lot of work on Salesforce and Salesforce supports iPads very, very well. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of developers making a lot of interesting apps uh, for for mm. uh, building on top of it. I this I, 
have a feeling I can do almost all of my job on just the iPad alone. The only thing I wouldn't be able to do as it stands today is um, with some of the web page layouts and and creating and uploading and modifying uh, static resources. But guess what? I'm a developer. That's something I can figure out how to do on my own. I can write an app for that. Yeah, yeah. Might, that might be a good tool for other programmers, Miranda. Oh, it's something I've been. It's yeah. something I've been uh, uh, considering for a while, and and that iPad Pro. And, and then when I'm done, when I'm done with that, I can hand it off to that fracking cat, and he can you know use the Apple Pencil and everything, and, and draw right on it, and, oh, and yeah. you know there. I, I see a lot of potential in this device. I, I saw that, and I was like. Wow, and it's cheaper than a sink. Well, no, basic sink is nine ninety nine, which is, but this has a lot more use to it. I'm thinking, you know, I didn't think, you know, the rumors pointed that this was going to happen for the last couple of years. Yep, and it's like, then when you see it, and then you saw what Adobe is going to be doing for it. Oh my gosh, the Adobe presentation. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I really thought, you know, I, I was like, this is this is really become an interesting tool for us photographers now. Um, uh-huh. So I'm, I'm very, you know, now, now I'm going to look at it. I only have one slight problem, Miranda. What's that? Now, that's the configurations. In other words, if you want the uh, the data, that's the top model, the one twenty eight. There's a thirty two and a sixty four Wi Fi only. And I was like, you know, it's like it's forcing you. It's like, well, if you want that here, this is what you're going to get. And it's like that would have been that you know rather than have Wi Fi and then sell data Wi-Fi models. They just have it for the top one, of course, being the most expensive. Hmm. So they've probably seen, uh, just o- o- over the, the course of iPad, you know, we're looking at, God, are they sixth generation now? I mean, cause you had, you had the original, you had iPad two, you had the iPad three, which then they turn around and erased with, uh, the new iPad. Uh, no, no, no. That was the new iPad. And then you had the four and then air, I think would be five air two was the latest. So this is going to be sixth generation. I think wow. I may be forgetting some, but all of, uh, the previous five generations had, um, had, had the, uh, the wireless, you know, Wi-Fi and, um, cellular data options throughout the line and the only thing that really makes sense to me with with the pro the why they did uh the cellular data only on the top one that's probably the only one that ever sold in that configuration or at least the the numbers were probably too low to justify it because yeah, it it doesn't make you know that's the only thing that really makes sense to me because if they've got a market uh, I don't know. 
I, I would think that, that professionals, well, if you're talking, if you're talking about doing, you know, photo editing and everything on it, um, how, how much storage space are you going to need for an individual shoot? That's the you thing. Know. Yeah. And you realize, you know, the 128, uh, there's no other choice really, you know, but uh, that being yeah. said, I'm like, you know, this is going to be a very interesting tool to use. So that, that's why, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on this seriously, you know, in November when it comes out. So I'm curious, Mark, do you think you would use the pencil on to do photo editing in any way? Well, yeah, why not? I mean, I mean, look, I've used Wacom tablets, graphic tablets, even before Wacom was even a company. So, Hmm. you know, just natural. And And I'd like to try it. You know, it's like, okay, this looks like, and there, there are apps that work with the camera equipment that I have. So who knows? It, you know, if it can replace having to lug a laptop, oh yeah, that would be an interesting thing. That would be very interesting. Yeah, I'm sure you got enough camera uh, lugging camera equipment. Uh, I think it's heavy enough, right? <laughs> I'm I, I I'm very serious just looking at it. Most of you know, using the, the Salesforce developer console, uh right there I can already do almost all of my job in the web browser. I could legitimately see this device uh being a highly, highly portable um uh, uh machine for me to work on on the go and i'm digging it now the other thing that frustrates me is why do i suddenly want an even bigger phone that's pink i've never been into pink it's not my color but because suddenly I see I see an Apple Watch and I immediately want another one because I could color coordinate a giant freaking pink phone with a pink watch. <laughs> and all of a sudden this this freaking girly streak comes out and I want a giant pink phone. I don't get well, it. Because it's different. No, I've never one. been that person. I've never been that person. When they first came out with the gold iPhone, I looked at it and went, yeah, all right, so what? I'm not going to get it just so that I can show off that I've got the latest and greatest device. That's, you know, I, I say uh, as I'm walking around with my Apple Watch. Um, <laughs> I had to get but, the gold. <laughs> but, you know, sh- showing off that you've, you've got the latest greatest device, that doesn't, that doesn't do it. There's just something about that color um, well, isn't it? It's and, not and, a real true pink, though. It's like a coppery pink or something like that. It's a it. It's what are they calling it? Um, it looks pretty pink. They've you know they they had yeah. one model out in the Apple Store when when I was. You oh, know, you've getting, seen it in real life. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and so it's really pink. Hmm. I, I like it. I like it a lot. 
<laughs> well, this is a new phase you're going into. <laughs> I, I like it, but I like pink stuff too. I, I just, uh, I, I don't get it. It's never, it's never been one of my colors. I've never, you know, just out, out, out of nowhere, the aesthetics of, of that one, it struck the right chord. So, but mm-hmm. Hey, I got to get them to fix my, my, my six before yeah. I even consider, uh, upgrade Dem- demand a test drive. I mean, that's what all car mechanics do. They take the cars for a drive to try to simulate the problem. Why wouldn't they should, they should um, do that? T-Mobile actually did have a test drive, um, program. I'm not sure if they actually still have it, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. <sighs> the well, other thing luck. that I thought the the other thing that I think is interesting is now that uh, carriers are doing away with the uh, two year contracts and and you get the uh, the leasing model, you know, Apple having their own you know payment plan and everything. I'm wondering mm. how that works if you're currently under a a uh, two two year contract. Um, do they do they buy it out and extend it into yours? Like, uh, how does that work? That that's mm-hmm. one I need to look into because I'd consider upgrading if if it really made no practical difference. You know, I I ran the numbers for the model that I would want. Uh, I wouldn't be paying anything more. Per month, and mm. I would get double the data that I currently have with oh, wow. Verizon. So it could be worth it. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll eventually create a spreadsheet and and really run down all of the numbers. And if I sell, if I sell my existing phone to uh, Gazelle and have to pay out the uh, an early termination fee to get this. Um, well, let me just put it this way: I, I may have already considered doing that, and I've got I've got the uh, the the quote for from Gazelle, and and I am considering actually selling the the device and upgrading and and going with one of these little payment plans, only if the numbers make sense. But that is a project for another day. But surely I'll talk about it on the show at some point in the future. Patrick, I feel like I mega failed you tonight. Once no. again, I've had a bunch of topics that... Girlfriend, I've been entertained. It just, trust me, you're a very good show for me. All right. As long as you're happy. There I you go. I myself immensely. Um, and, and to top it off, you wanting a big pink phone to match... A pink watch. <laughs> There's no way in hell I'm getting the pink watch. I mean, I'm already ha- like people look, see my Apple Watch and like, so what's it do? Like, why why is it worth it? And I I just have to look at them and go, I don't know yet. That's part of the fun of having it. <laughs> it's trying to find that killer app. I'm going through, you know, and uh, uh, iOS nine and Watch OS two come out tomorrow. So uh, we'll start seeing native apps on the watch. You know, we're going to start seeing uh, uh, more stories coming through uh, about about the Apple Watch, and and maybe that killer app will be found, or maybe just mm. maybe the watch might be a total flop. And if it is, 
so be it. But I don't need people trying to make me feel bad for buying a device that I don't know what I want to use it for. I'm having fun trying to figure that out. Well, there That's you go. That's the absolute joy. Yeah, and it's, it's just like everyone wants to shit on things. It's just, no, there's, there's, if you want to play in the Apple camp, play in the Apple camp. If, 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 if you're an Android person, that's fantastic. You got great options there. If you love Apple TV, good for you. If you love Roku, good for you. If you love, uh, uh, Chromecast, you know, I'm in that camp too. I, you know, I love experimenting with the Chromecast. I haven't figured out what that device is for, but because it costs a 10th of the price of, uh, the Apple watch, no one gives a crap about it, but you know, windows versus Mac, uh, versus Linux versus, you know, I mean, pull out of obscure, you know, I still run Linux on my 386, you know, fine good for you whatever works for you why do we have to crap on each other <laughs> human nature <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't it know it isn't about it isn't about competing anymore we have such great technology to do wonderful things we just want to pick what what sort of package it gets delivered in i i won't get an apple watch but i will get a pip boy for the new fallout game i am ready for that and it, in, in essence, functions just like an Apple Watch, except it's the size of your smartphone. And it's been something I've been familiar with for the past seven, eight years, because that's the interface for the video game in-game. In and it'll be real. It'll be real and amazing. And I'm so excited. And people, and people will see you wearing that thing, and they'll ask you all kinds of questions about it. And they won't be able to, you know, they'll look at it and like, no, I, I can't see that being useful. It's a piece of shit. And, you know, I actually had to put a graphic of Mickey Mouse giving the finger. That way, the Ooh. next time I went into a meeting and my boss started giving me shit for buying the Apple Watch, I just clicked it over and boom, <laughs> Mickey was flipping him off. Oh, that's awesome. It was, it, it's just like, seriously, shut the fuck up. See, the good thing about a Pip Boy is that its main function is to inventory your weapons. <laughs> yeah. Oh nice. Nice. Mark, what you got? You know, it's funny in uh, all this aftermath of the Apple Watch, it's funny how I've been reading that Android watches, they're, those makers are now making ios apps so it can work with you know i'm like wow who who thought this you know i never thought i'd see this happening but even the people that make android watches are making apps so it'll work with you know your devices so it's like there's something really you know granted there are some interesting android watches out there couple but i'm like let me get this straight you're gonna have ios and you're gonna have an android watch you know, it's like, you know, not everyone likes that watch style. Yeah. It's all a matter of personal taste. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure John Ivy and what's his name, the other uh, star, they, they probably made, you know, hundreds of prototypes of just the watch faces, traditional, which works which, before they settled on this one. 
And I'm thinking, you know, I like this plain circular watch face. Yeah. That's just me, you know. Whereas me, I'm looking forward to tomorrow because not only will I be able to have my Mickey Mouse face, which will probably, excuse me, continue to be my favorite, but at least tomorrow I'll get to play with the Donald Duck watch face. Oh, cool. It's the same thing. I wanted that watch, Mickey Mouse, I want him to be whistling. Oh my. I want Donald to be cursing a blue streak, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the technology's there. They could do it. No, and and one of the things that we're getting in WatchOS 2 tomorrow is uh, third-party complications. So, you know, who 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 knows what other uh, information we're going to be able to put on there. We need to look into that seriously because we've got some really bizarre ideas. And that just reminded me of something on on the Apple TV. A de- one of the de- demos for the Apple TV that absolutely blew me away uh, was the MLB uh, yes. demo oh. where you've got the game and then, you know, you can have a full screen and watch your game normal or you could, you know, you, you can sacrifice some of the screen real estate and then boom, stats, the, the whole night, you know, rich information getting uh, oh. refreshed in real time. And, and I'm looking at that and just wondering... This is how, this is how I want to watch baseball. This, this is absolutely how me personally how I want to watch baseball, and this is not something that is available on any other platform. But you know what? I get the feeling that uh, uh, MLB Advanced Media is going to screw this up the exact same way that they've you know screwed up the existing. MLB app on Apple TV, on Roku, on on every other streaming box out there. The Amazon Fire uh, Fire Stick, um, just all of them. They're all screwed up because they've got a local blackout. If you live within fifty Ugh. miles of uh, the home market, then you have a local blackout, and you have to go through other means to subvert it if you want but the way i see it if you're making me subvert it screw you you don't get my money i love 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 baseball but i will not give you the extra money if you're going to make it hard on me yeah i I would rather not watch the game than give you the money and 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 curse up a storm because you figured out a way to block the vpn i'm trying to use so if if uh, if they don't open up this experience to everyone, because this is something that you cannot do currently on your broadcast setup, this is this is a a a, a new way, and it's not even all that much of a new way because they've got their at bat app um, for iOS and Android, and I'm sure it's on on uh, Windows now as well. You're shaking your head, Mark? No, not at all. No, like I said, this is something very unique. And it's not only, you know, like, okay, now I'm interested. You know, I'm looking at watching that. But you're right. When I saw that, I was like, other people are going to be looking at this besides MLB and going, oh, wow. And now I'm, you know, I think we talked about this. It's like, you know, and I finally looked into the uh, season pass subscriptions to MLB. And I'm like, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. You know, it's like. My God, I can get my baseball again. You know, uh, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you're more than 50 miles away from any of your home markets. You know, it, 
if I can't watch the Dodgers and Angels and yeah, you know while I'm living in Orange County, this means no. nothing to me. Yeah, it's just it, another it, insult because I don't have a cable subscription. I'm not going to get a cable subscription at this point. What just so that I can watch a baseball game? Close enough. I'd rather just go. But yeah, go you know what? I'm just going to continue to listen to it on, you know, I, I pay the 20 bucks a month and I'm going to listen to it because I'm going to hear Vin freaking Scully call in the game. <laughs> you know, that's my preferred way to consume baseball anyway. You know, being able to actually watch the game, that's secondary. This is this is part of how I grew up. I know a lot of, you know, I know a lot of people, it's, it's different for a lot of people, but but for me personally, I'd rather listen to the game Hmm. while I'm at the stadium, you know, I, I, it's really funny when me and my dad and my brother, uh, go to a baseball game together, all three of us, we're sitting there we're not talking to each other. We've just got our headphones in and all three of us are listening to the same thing. In fact, we may even have, um, sometimes we're smart and we bring a headphone splitter so that we only need to use one of the radios at a time. But all three of us are sitting there listening to, uh, uh, Vin Scully. <laughs> when we go to a Dodgers game. No, no, I perfectly understand because there have been times I would either go to Shea Stadium or Yankee Stadium, and the Walkman that I had had a built-in radio receiver, AM, FM. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't the only one who did this. You know, some people had portable, you know, yeah, of course you were going to listen to, you know, well, you were going to listen when I was a kid, we weren't even, you know, we would actually bring a small little portable radio and just turn the volume up and everyone around was appreciative because we would all, you know, everyone would get to hear what they were saying up in the announcer's booth. You know, huh. it, it's a fantastic way to consume the game. Yeah. It, it, and it's really got me thinking seriously. It's like, you know, I can get my Yankees, I can get my Mets, Dodgers, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is too easy. <laughs> I'm really, and, I'm and when, when you want all the extra detail, you know, you can plop that in there. You know, you can easily switch between, uh, uh, between games, you know, so like if the Dodgers and the angels are playing at the same time and I was more than 50 miles out of, you know, <laughs> be able to, you know, swap back and forth easily between them, that, that demo blew me away yeah. and that is not available on any other platform right now. So suck it, Roku. <laughs> it's it's weird you know living down here it's like what you're not a marlins fan or you tampa i'm like no why would i well i wasn't born here in florida i'm from brooklyn fucking new york you know i change my uh you know i still have my loves of uh the northeast teams i'm sorry you know it's just the way i was brought up I'd like to right. retract my last comment because I just took, you know, a few moments ago, I was just talking about how, like, why do we got to shit on each other? Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really do. I actually have a Roku. It's a very, very fine platform. I personally prefer Apple TV. Yeah, but like said, it, 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 it's a killer. Now I get it's what the killer you know. app. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. baseball yeah. is the killer app. Thank you. America's pastime. There we go. Boom. That, done. That's the games. <laughs> and, and then, and then uh, there was an um, equally awesome demo of uh, the NHL app as well. So, so our friends up north. <laughs> I know friends are going to go nuts just for that. You know, they'll be like, you know. 
They got to get rid of these local blackouts, though. That's... Yes. <sighs> oh, oh, so frustrating. Exactly. Don't worry. Those, I think those are going to have to go away soon. It, it, it's just like, okay, that that's something. that That's like old laws that would have... Yeah, it's like an anachronistic. Yeah. But now it just doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Especially it costs an arm and a leg just to go to a game these days. <laughs> Well, How many two. people can afford it? Yeah. Yeah. What what do tickets cost now in um for the Dodgers now? You know, I haven't been to a Dodgers game this uh this uh season. What did you, you pay last season for tickets? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. I think uh I th- I think for the uh, reserve level, it was like twenty-five a ticket. It's not as bad. Oh, as I thought. Wow! I yeah. thought it'd be more than that. Because in New York, from what my friends told me, both at City Field and Yankee State, and when I, I'm like, what? It's like fifty bucks, isn't it, Mark? A yeah, ticket? it got ridiculously expensive, and it's like, yeah, great way to get the fans in, you know? Yeah. Oh. You know, once again, New York shooting itself in its own foot, you know, so. Right. You know, I'm sorry. You know, it's interesting. For that price of one ticket, you can get an MLB season pass, you know. And it's odd because I'm Mm. a serious radio subscriber, yet I don't take advantage of uh, the rate, you know, they play all the major league games over serious. I don't even take advantage of that. So it's like. Just really weird. I don't know. At some point, you know, at some point, and the thing is, it's not like I'm a biggest sports guy, but there are times I, God, I wish I could be watching this game, you know, um, <laughs> you know, put it up on a window on my screen as I'm working, you know, uh, oh, okay, that would be interesting. Yeah, a good background. Yeah. Yep. All right. Hey, I've got some good news to report. Yay. I'm in Southern California. It's raining. Woo! <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, on uh, we we've we've got one of those weird summer storms where the the humidity is way way high and we're actually, you know, and and Oh, that's weird. The heat's up in the 80s, you know. <laughs> so it's it's warm uh and Actually, over near my office today, it was actually really hot and really, really humid. It did not feel like Southern California at all. It very, very yeah. strange. But you know what? We're getting rain right now, so I'm gonna go cheer. Uh, I'm gonna write, wrap up in a moment. I'm gonna go outside and dance in the rain because you know <laughs> I don't have very many opportunities to do that. Uh, <laughs> and try to send it up north. Uh, one at a time. Al, what do you got? Any chance of that rain putting out those fires? No, no, oh, that's no. Northern the, the, California. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think Northern California is getting some rain, but I, I don't think the storm system is strong enough to put out those fires. No, mm. no, and and I don't know. I, I hope this is a good sign uh, that we are going to have the good strong El Nino, um, you know, bringing in a wet winter for us. Um, oh yeah. Can yeah. definitely use it, but hey, time will tell on that one. Alrighty. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Diana, Al, Mark, and Patrick, I'd like to thank you for joining me this evening. Oh, so glad I could make it. All right. All right, you guys have a great night, okay? You too, Miranda. All right. Good. Okay, there they go. Let's see here. Do I have... Uh, oddly, I typed up the longest set of notes I have done for the show yet. And believe it or not, I do not have any Evernote auto-incorrects. I can't believe it. It's... I don't know how I... I always have something, and it's always something stupid, but nothing, nothing. I got nothing. So, I don't know. I think the only thing left is to hit the button. That's going to do it for our broadcast day, but we'll be back uh, tomorrow with uh, three new shows for you, starting at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with The Exchange by Damian Chaplin, and at 10 p.m. Eastern, Alex Bennett's Ramble, at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, Revelstoke Gym's Canadian content. I will be back next Tuesday at midnight Eastern here on Gabnet, a tune-in partner. Thanks for joining me. Thank you.